You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 28. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Welcome to The Business Marketing Show. I am Brendan. From the search engine shop, here with my co-host, Ed, from Online Impact. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Brendan. How are you, mate? I'm well, thanks. I'm uh, actually, honestly, a bit sleepy today. So. Oh, no, right. You need to pop something. Take, Have a coffee. You don't drink coffee, that's right. Well, I've got a have green, a very strong tea. I've got a green tea here, so we'll see how we go. I've just had a coffee, so I'm going to be talking really fast like this. I'm, <laughs> you won't be able to keep up with me, Brendan. So, everybody pay attention. Or you can slow it down. That's a good thing. If you listen to this on a, a, a podcast player, you can actually control the, the, the volume. Like I normally do when I listen to podcasts. The speed. Sorry, <laughs> that's it. See? See, I'm going so fast, I can't keep up with myself. Uh, normally, you can control the volume. And some. Sorry, I did it again. <laughs> the, the, the speed. So I'll go from 1 to 1.5 or 2. And it depends on how fast the person's talking. But you can actually listen to things very quickly. So. Mm-hmm. That being said... We're talking about things that you're watching and listening today and how to use those in your marketing. And we're going to be covering videos and YouTube in particular mm-hmm. and yes. uh, SEO related to that. So what what have you got in mind, Brendan? Well, Ed, we had our, a few episodes ago, we had Matt on and talked about video stuff. Um, yes. And we have a lot of, like, I guess you do too, have a lot of clients with video and some clients with a lot of video. And Mm. most of the time, they haven't done even the basics to get the most mileage out of the video. So today, I want to talk about getting more mileage out of your existing videos and video SEO. So getting the videos to appear... Well, basically, our goal is to get the videos to appear more often in front of people. So that's in Google search, Bing search, and YouTube search. Now, YouTube is the second biggest search engine. Um, So it's definitely worth paying attention to it and yeah i i'm i'm gonna just focus on that for two secs sorry sure because i don't think a lot of people realize that is an actual fact in terms of youtube even though yes it is google but it's the second biggest source of traffic in terms of search engines that there is for people who go onto youtube and look for something it could be how to do something to solve a problem whatever it may be that is pretty huge i mean that is and that i think at some stage may even eclipse the, the normal search. So um, having some sort of uh, video on YouTube that can bring people in is awesome. So anyway, so I just wanted to harp on that for a second. Yeah, so getting the videos more exposure or getting in front of people and actually getting them to hit the play button when they see the video. So we're going to talk about a bunch of easy steps today. A lot of them you can DIY that make that happen, I guess. Our goal really is to get the videos in front of more people so they actually you know, search social networks and then when they see the video, actually pressing the play button. So, you know, it's like the, I guess like normal SEO, it's one thing to actually rank in the search results. The, the actual goal is to get people to click. So we've got to focus on two things here. So we have a bunch of mostly DIY and common sense things that you can do <coughs> around video that will make the video work much harder for you. Mm, okay. So what are those? So number Let's one. Let's get into number one. Which I see pretty regularly is YouTube should be the default driver of your video. So if you have video, really should have, <clears throat> you should have a YouTube channel for it. 
and any videos embedded on your website should be driven by YouTube unless you have a specific reason not to do that. Okay, and why would someone have a specific reason not to? What's an example? Well, they could have it. So the video can actually be loaded in its raw format onto your website and it can play through like a third-party player plugin. So I see, particularly if you've got older video, a lot of videos driven like that. So, you know, that's okay, but then you're missing out on that YouTube mileage. So if you're not pushing views through YouTube. So, okay, so let's take a step back. The YouTube search, um, the rankings in YouTube search are driven a lot by the number of plays and the number of loads that the video gets. So um, just by using YouTube as the default player on your website, you're gonna naturally rank higher in the YouTube search and probably Google search um, for that video. Uh, yep. So yeah, a lot of people are using particularly older videos they're just the raw video uploaded to the website. Uh, a lot of people use Vimeo as the default player because the player looks, well, in the past, there was a big difference between the YouTube player and the Vimeo player, and the Vimeo player just looked better. Yeah. But YouTube have have changed their player, so it looks a lot more slick now. It so, does, yeah. So that's not really a problem anymore. And then there could be other reasons, like you want to have security around the video. You don't want the video to be embedded on other websites. So in those sort of cases, generally... We use Vimeo for that, where we need more security and control over where the video is displayed or embedded or, or that sort of thing. Yeah, and the other, the other thing, of course, is if you're streaming it or embedding it on your website from YouTube, it's using their bandwidth, not yours, so it's not playing from your hosting if you had the, the video in, installed there, yeah. which there's, can be huge. Yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of... Um, there's some under the bonnet technical stuff that happens when the video is embedded on YouTube instead of the de the file just being uploaded to your website. One of the big mm -hmm. ones is it it plays on all devices um, without an issue, but the other one is a a user can skip through halfway through the video and it will skip there directly. Whereas oftentimes when you have the video just loaded directly to your website and using whatever third party player to skip to the middle of the video the computer has to download every bit of the video up to that, that section where it's skipped to. Yeah, exactly. So so in other words, why wouldn't you, other than security reasons or keeping something private, that's probably a different scenario. But in mo most circumstances, having it installed uh, from or um, embedded from YouTube is going to be suitable for most people. Yep, yep, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So other things we see uh, that are like, massive blind spots that people aren't paying attention to is getting the YouTube channel set up properly. So if you have a video loaded onto YouTube, you have a YouTube channel. So that channel is going to get quite a bit of traffic. It'll probably get more mm -hmm. traffic than if you have a Facebook page comparing the two. So a lot of people don't even have like the basics set up. They don't have a description about their business. They don't have a blurb. Um, that uh, They don't have like a header image for... Um, the YouTube channel. So it just looks really raw and basically not set up. So basically, yeah. just the process of setting up, adding your logo, adding your profile image, add, adding a blurb about the business and a link to your website will make that YouTube channel work harder and it will look better because it will have people and customers visiting it. So yeah. it would be like having a website that has no business logo on it. It's the equivalent of doing that. So Yeah, yeah exactly. And let's be clear, to set up a YouTube channel for any business, it... It is not something that Google charges you for. I mean, you may have to pay someone to set it up if you don't want to do it yourself, but there's no actual cost from Google for setting up a YouTube channel. 
No. Same. And it's not a big deal either. Like, I think a lot of people think it's very technical and whatever, but it's not. So, very easy, very quick and simple. Okay. Very good. So, What's probably next? the third one is, so you can actually have Google Analytics on your YouTube channel now. So, mm-hmm. if you are doing a lot with video, you can actually get detailed stats on what people are looking at, how long they're hanging around on the channel, which videos are getting the most plays, and even be able to see the traffic sources for the different videos. So yeah, that's another awesome. important one. So if you're doing a yeah. lot with video, that's definitely worth doing. So that's kind of like, I break the video channels down into three tiers. So I'd say YouTube's tier one, most important at the top. It should get most of your attention. Tier two is your Facebook page and Vimeo.com. So V-I-M-E-O.com. Um, so I say a lot that Facebook is really the only competitor or the only potential competitor in the video space to YouTube. So basically anything you do on YouTube, you should do on your Facebook page as well. So if you upload a video to YouTube, you should upload that same video to Facebook. And there's a few reasons for that. One, you want to have some balance there. You don't want to just rely on YouTube for video because if they change the rules in future, who knows what's going to happen. Mm. Um, Two, the videos will rank in the Google search results. So there's no harm in uploading the same video to all these different channels because the video is going to rank in the Google search results for various different search terms. Um, and then the third one is you'll get backlinks to your website. So if you have that one video and you upload it to all the video channels, you get high quality backlinks. So the website actually benefits from that in a search engine optimization, from a search engine optimization perspective. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah, too true. I was having this conversation with a client the other day about producing some videos for their site. Um, and they are a... a, a bull bar and rhubar manufacturer. For those who are listening in other parts of the world, uh, a rhubar means a kangaroo bar. It's something that's stuck on the front of a car or a truck or a bus so that if you hit a kangaroo when you're driving along during the day or at night when they decide to hop across the road, your car doesn't get smashed up. So we call them rhubars. Sounds pretty horrific, but unfortunately in Australia, in the outback, it's a pretty bad problem and a kangaroo smashing in front of your car can make a major major impact and pretty much right off a car sometimes so so um i was saying look you know you should really put some videos on youtube about this and the different types and you know you know because these are all made in in western australia so they're not imported and and his competition doing it Mm -hmm. and they're all all over all over the place on youtube so i'm saying yeah and they've had tens of thousands of views uh, on that, you know, someone searching on bull bars or rhubars, so he's missing out. So very, very important to try and get on that yep. other source of traffic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just on the Facebook video stuff as well, they introduced some new changes in the last couple of weeks too. So if you're already doing video stuff on Facebook, if you click across the videos tab, you can now set a featured video and they have playlists. So very similar to YouTube. So those are worth checking out too. Cool. And look, that's you. Any time you go on Facebook now, you know, the videos are very prominent, um, and they're always in the, you know, scrolling up and down on the page. They're they're embedded everywhere. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. So then, getting so setting up a Vimeo profile or a Vimeo account, Vimeo account. So that's free. Um, and Vimeo, the funny thing is, like if you do a Google search, often you'll find the same video uploaded to. YouTube and uploaded to Vimeo, often the Vimeo embed or the Vimeo video will show up in the Google search results when the YouTube video doesn't. So it's, Interesting. Um, yeah, for the little, that is. If you're uploading the... Uh, well, it's because the SEO properties of 
YouTube are very different to the SEO properties of Vimeo. So in some cases, the Vimeo video will just naturally rank because whatever the SEO properties are. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if you're doing the, if you have a video and you're doing the steps to upload it to YouTube, it's only a little bit extra work to upload the same video to Vimeo. Um, so the, we see big results. So often we'll get a new client who has videos on YouTube and we'll take the videos, we'll download them off YouTube if they don't have the raw source files and we'll go and upload them to the Facebook page and upload them to the Vimeo page and the videos will get, you know, overall, you know, we might get a 30 or 40% increase in views on the videos. So the videos are effectively, you know, working 50% harder mm -hmm. okay. and they start ranking in the search results. So they start getting more search traffic as well. Um, so yeah, uploading to Vimeo and then there's the tier three of video sites. So I've got a few in there, but the one to focus on is daily motion. So dailymotion.com. So that's the same thing. Very similar to YouTube, set up yep. a page, set up an image, a blurb about the business and getting the videos uploaded there as well. So if you do a Google search for something, if you click the videos tab in Google, you'll see the, the four sites that generally show up are YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook and daily motion. So mm -hmm. by having the videos and all of those, we get the most coverage and the, the best possibility of showing up in the search results. Okay. What about other third-party applications that are probably have a bit more of a specific use, things like Wistia? Um, do you, have you dealt much with Wistia? Yeah, before? I mean, I've used Wistia. Um, the big thing is the stats in Wistia are very good. So if you want really detailed stats in your video, then Wistia is great. If, you're not, if you don't care about the stats so much, then you're paying a lot of money for something that doesn't drive that much benefit. So um, mm. I have a few videos on Wistia, but to be honest, I, I don't care that much about the stats. The stats I get from Vimeo and YouTube with Google Analytics on YouTube now are just as good. So Yeah, okay. So that's a, that's an important thing because back in the day, like going back a couple of years, you weren't getting those stats. And now because of analytics being connected to YouTube and, and Vimeo, you can get it. So that's that's good. So. But it's, it's another option for people for some reason yep. if they want to use it. Yep, yep. So that good, yeah. So yeah, the stats are very good on Wistia. So if you do want detailed info on videos or if you have a sales video, then that's worth doing. So so what about uh, audio on YouTube? Because this is something that we do. Our podcast is uh, in YouTube, but only in audio format. And it's just a, an image of our logo on there and the name of the, the episode. Um, what, what would be the benefit of putting an audio on YouTube for people to listen to? Well, again, the reason why, well, I mean, the search traffic for one, so by having the audios on YouTube, the podcast episodes are showing up, will have the potential to show up in the search results. And then YouTube is very portable, so it kind of plays, it's very compatible with everything. So it, yeah, it plays on all devices, it'll play on smartphones, tablets, PCs, you know, and there's a whole bunch of other kind of smaller features that kind of have some benefit to us as embedding the, the audio. So, yeah, I think... This is something... Sorry, go sorry, ahead. Yeah. I was, uh, the thing I hadn't actually asked the question, even though it's on our podcast, is is the file size smaller when you upload? For example, we have a 60 megabyte uh, MP5 playing for this podcast. Does that file 
stay the same size on YouTube, or does it get compressed at all, or what's what's the story with that with, with YouTube? It's pretty much the same size because MP4 uses MP3 for the video stream, or you can set the settings. You can use different compression from the audio. Okay. But basically, okay. the audio's, audio is just going in raw, so it's basically the the video file is the same size. So if the audio is 50 meg the video file might be 51 or 52 meg because it has an image and it has a bit of overhead so okay awesome okay so yeah not, not a big variation but it, uh, certainly an extra stream of traffic so uh, what have you got next on oh your list well the last thing i have is so a lot of people go and upload all these videos everywhere but they never set the thumbnail that shows when the video is not playing so again remember we've got two things we need to focus on one is getting the video exposure so people actually see the video then the second is getting them to hit the play button. So this is a big one because often the frame that's shown when the video is not playing or before it plays, it's pretty rubbish and doesn't explain what the video is. So by uploading a custom thumbnail, um, like a preview, custom preview thumbnail with a basic call to action or some information about what the video is, you're going to get a lot more plays on it. Um, mm. And it also looks better when it's embedded. So because it... YouTube in particular, by default, if you're on a slow connection and a video is embedded on a website, it actually, the image that shows before it plays is pretty rough and grainy. So it doesn't do, a lot of the time it doesn't do the video justice. So even if the video is in high res, the image that displays can be quite grainy and look nothing like high res. So, um, yeah, and normally it's not the, the actual s screenshot or the, the, the thumbnail that you're looking at is just some random spot in the video, isn't it? Often, mm -hmm. it's, if you haven't, if it hasn't been selected, because this is one thing I picked up with a, a video podcast I watch about domain names and uh, Michael Seiger. Hello, Michael, if you're listening at domainsherpa.com. And it, it took me a little while to click that this is what he was doing, but he was actually going through. He had has a panel of people that come on the podcast and they discuss different domain names and values of them and portfolio values, etc. And he would have a picture of each of the people that was going to be in the show. And in, at the start of the video or the, the, the thumbnail, they were always in a laughing state. Like they always, they always had, you know, head back laughing. And so it looked fun. I thought, this is weird. How come they're always in the laugh? And then I clicked the thought. Oh, so he's actually going through and getting it and producing that so they all look happy and having fun. I thought that's very clever. And that's the consistent theme through all of his videos uh, is people laughing. So. Yeah. But whether that's good or bad, but it's just something I suppose that you can you can control. So why wouldn't you, rather than just having it sort of in the middle of the video somewhere? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've talked before when you talk about AdWords, you know, swapping the top and bottom line in an AdWords ad can double the amount of people who click on it. So the same thing mm. with the video. So having a good custom thumbnail um, rather than a random frame could potentially twenty, fifty, hundred percent increase in people who actually hit the clay click sorry click the play button when they see the <laughs> video so it's a small again like there's a big chunk of work to do video stuff and then all these small little steps might take a few extra minutes each but if you add them all up you know you get a hundred percent increase in the benefit you're getting from the video so yeah yeah i mean you're dead right so people will spend hours actually producing the video but then when it comes to the actual setup of this stuff they just default settings of whatever's in YouTube and they, and they don't do anything like this. And so all that work they put in is really not getting maximized. So yeah. very important to pay attention to the small details that make the big difference in the end. So. Yeah, so that brings me to the next point. When people upload the videos, often they just, they upload the video, it says whatever it is, video blah, 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 dot mp4, for example. And they'll just upload mm -hmm. it and they'll leave that as the title in YouTube. They won't add a description to it. They add no tags to it. So again, 
going in and writing a custom, a good custom title for the video, having a blurb yeah. description and a link back to your website in the description section and setting up the tags. So the tags actually work like the old school keyword, meta keywords field that is people use on their website. So mm. adding five to 10 tags, if you do that little step again, the video will work much better. It looks more professional. I hate when I see a YouTube video and it has, you can see it in the title bar, it has blah, 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 dot MP4. It's like they went to all this trouble to do a video, but then they didn't do this little detail work that just, you know, it's, it's not, it's a, this tiny yeah. little detail that just makes it look terrible. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes two seconds to do, to, to type it in. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very important. So ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, there's so many different types of businesses and uh, out there that can benefit from having videos. There's probably not that many that can't benefit from video. I'm trying to think of ones that, that wouldn't, but you know, there'd be some exceptions. But con considering how fast video has grown and um, how the, the move from people watching television now to, you know, media on demand as we would call YouTube it's phenomenal and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah yep. I mean look at the youth I mean anyone who's grown up in the last you know five years or so from from a young age up to sort of teenage years or in their 20s they're they're all looking at YouTube that's what they're, that's what they're watching yeah so and they may go to some other sites to watch some other types of videos but in terms of that it's YouTube video Facebook video um, you know, Snapchat stuff or, you know, something like that. But it's all based around video. Yeah. So. And also, like, there's different, we've talked about before, there's different modalities. Some people prefer to read text on a page. Some people prefer to watch a three-minute video. So it just depends. So if you are if you only have text, then potentially missing out on all these people who prefer to use video. Um, and some things are just better, like easier explained in video, like a how-to, a short video might be easier than a big wall of text and detailed mm. instructions so just depends yeah. i think in matt in the podcast with matt we talked about some of the video types so you know you can have a generic about us video you can have testimonials videos um you can have like demonstration videos or how-to videos so you know there's plenty of types of video that you can leverage i think the generic well, not generic but the general about us video works really well for a lot of businesses so long as it's not done in that we've talked about before that a lot of people five years ago when video became more prominent they basically had like a late night infomercial video done for their business and put that on the home page of the website which didn't really make sense no no absolutely not and we've seen some real shockers yeah um so but the other thing you do with video of course is repurpose the audio so if you wanted to produce an audio podcast from your your video uh, i think as long as it's not if the video is a lot of diagrams and pictures and things you're actually pointing to or talking about then producing that into an audio could probably just be frustrating for people because they're not actually seeing what you're talking about yeah. so be picky about the type of audio that you're going to repurpose from a video um, but if it's just sort of a, a talking subject then that's fine it could you know save you the hassle of you can have a podcast so you there you've just created another medium that you're getting out to people uh, who can't watch the video, but they want to listen to it while they're driving or riding their bike or exercising, whatever. So Yeah. One thing I did recently, I did um, an e-commerce workshop or a talk at a, um, an e-commerce event, and the audio was recorded. So I took the audio and had a guy sync the audio with the PowerPoint, with the slides for the presentation. So 
you could watch along on YouTube and watch the slides as we went through the audio. So he went and synced it up. So he synced all the different, he synced the audio basically with the slide set. So that's awesome. another way you can use it too. Yeah. And what did that cost to get done? I mean, that was not much. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, 50 bucks or something like that. So it yeah, was some, okay. some student that, it, yep. it's not a big deal. It's probably like, I don't know, probably took him in. The audio was half an hour long, so it probably took him an hour, hour and a half to do. So. Yeah, okay. Yep, that's a very good tip. I'm sure I've seen that done before, you know, people have done that. So that's awesome. So are we, um, look, there's lots more we can talk about in terms of um, maximizing your, your video channel, um, but that's a good starting point for people to who are only just getting into this sort of field. And it's funny, you may think, you know, YouTube was purchased by Google 10 years ago this year, I'm pretty sure that, I'm sure it's 2005, I might be wrong about that, but from my memory banks, it's 2005, seems like yesterday, uh, and everyone was laughing at them when they spent 1.8 billion or whatever they paid for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who's <laughs> laughing, who's laughing now? So uh, don't don't ignore it, and if you're, you're a business that um, has, the, if your competition is on YouTube, then guess what? You know that's probably a good tip that you should be there as well. Yeah. So, and we'll link across to the in the notes to the video episode we do with Matt. Yes. And also on absolutely. his on his website there is a page where he has different videos. He has some example videos of the different type of videos you can use in business. So it's worth if you think about video, it's worth going over there and having a look at those. But definitely. I think there's a lot of power these days in having a good kind of general video about your business and a walkthrough of the premises or, you know, with the staff or, or something along those lines because it gives people, we've talked about before in another episode that the people who, the clients that I'm working with that really win online take that first and second step of the sales process or the, the whatever the experience is when a customer does business with them, taking that first step second step and bring it online so people can actually feel it and see it and kind of interact with it through the website yeah. before they even come to the business so the, the warm fuzzies yeah exactly and it gets them engaged and you know gets that emotional connection happening because we, again we've talked about before like people buy on on emotion and they justify it with logic so using things like video and good quality video you know i think the days of breaking out the iphone and doing some rough video are probably over for the most part um, but I think good quality yeah. video really gets that emotional connection. And if you, all things being equal, someone with good video versus someone with no video, the video website's probably going to win. So. Yeah, yeah. And look, it's not expensive to get some decent video gear. Um, you know, you, you can probably get set up to do some video recording for $1,000 these days. Um, get a, you know, a full HD camera with a microphone and some lighting and... Before you know it, you've got a recording set up, you know. So, but yeah, look, the iPhone, you can get away with it, but it's probably not something you want to have as a permanent basis for your video production. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. I think we're done. Too easy. Thank you, sir. As usual, very informative. Any questions, let us know in the contact section or ping us an email at info at businessmarketingshow.com cool thanks Brendan thanks, speak mate. to you next week thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you on the other side cool see ya bye you've been listening to the Business Marketing Show you can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes SoundCloud and Stitcher